Okay. All right. One, two, three. Great. Now, that's yeah, we can... slap the mic while you do it. <laughs> shit. You and the mic. What do you got against the mic? What did it do to you? I fucking beat the shit out of that. It's like that mic just murdered his whole family. <laughs> <laughs> now it's pointing away from He's you. just looking at I it. The way he's just. Listen. Look. Okay. I am. fucking manhandled that. This is how. Look. I am behind the that camera. That needs to be way closer. I'm in front camera. of the camera. Behind the camera. I am. That's good. It goes from his go. chest. So as long as it's pointing. Just, it'll get the vibrations. It goes from his chest. Vibrations are important. So if I put this up again, so basically you're telling me I put the mic up against my tit, it's just going to vibrate my voice? No, a lot of times people point mic towards the vocal cords or like around here because that's where a lot of the... Fuck you. All right. All right. <laughs> so... <laughs> Great. Yeah, today we have um, Derek Sawyer. How you doing, man? Doing all right, man. I feel uh, is it cool coming in and watching uh, you two interact from the jump. Definitely, definitely siblings. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. no, so for sure. We had a guest, I think, like our like last time or something, that looked at us and was like, "So, how do you guys know each other?" And I just, <laughs> and I just ended up like telling her, like, "Oh, we're brothers." I just looked at her and go, "Way back, dude." Like, so, like. It's like we shared the womb. It's like we shared yeah. the womb. Like we've known each other for years. Wait, you know. Did you? No. Okay. We're not uh, twins. Yes, we are. What are you talking about? He's he's being dumb. We're twins. Yeah, dude. I want you to watch this handshake and tell me if it like makes you think anything. Okay, let me. <laughs> it's supposed to be like rock on, like because we always go rock on, no, right? I, we yeah. made that handshake to be weird. No, purpose. we didn't. Maddie and I made it for rock on, you idiot. No, I made that handshake. Bitch, let's do it. Maddie, <laughs> it's supposed to be like this. And you go rock on. What did you want me to do about that? He just Review asked it. if it was weird. What's that? Review it. Like Review that? Like, like how solid like, is that? I love the the weird side of me is like, hell yeah, be weird. But there's I, I have this like cool side that I was like, it's dope. super America. I was super <laughs> dorky. I would, but I would love it's, to see that. You know what, Cameron? It's dope. You know what? It, no, I like it. It's a, That's why I do it. Like, Maddie, oh. bring me my vape. The fact that you still <laughs> fucking vape. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, my God. Uh, you but yeah, so it. let's give a little bit of a like, you know, context for you. So you're a comedian, yeah. actor. Mm. You... Uh, identity you love working out like give us a little bit of context here of just like who i am yeah oh uh i was a dude who, i just i don't know uh that's a tough one i do I, my background's in business mm -hmm. i used to fight i was a professional fighter for 10 years mma and then like you do like there's not a lot of, a lot of uh, longevity in that so the goal is oh, like, yeah, get yeah. in there get out beat get some, the fuck beat out some ass make, and get out make his make his well i mean make money <laughs> like, it's not a fetish thing i'm not one <laughs> <saying laughs> like that yeah like oh no I, it's like fight club i just like to get my ass beat <laughs> no, for fun. no you just continue it's cool i love it i can tell that you fought before um so uh <laughs> yeah she had brothers <laughs> no that's right how, wait, how many how many brothers i have one straight one one gay one and then, and then two, two step brother no and two step brothers and then two sisters and two sisters yeah holy shit okay yeah so you guys have fought yeah oh tweaking <laughs> fought got in got out started some businesses to uh you know make money and then, and here's the thing like i was just when you learn that you like when you learn that you can ask like mentors how mm -hmm. to run businesses yeah they will tell you in mm -hmm. exchange for money mm -hmm. uh it like expedites things mm -hmm. so i was like trying to start a bunch of businesses and then when you start running businesses after a while you're like wow this is sucks and it's hard and there's other cool shit to be being, being an operator and like it's taking all your time up yeah Mm -hmm. It is. And I started, I was under the idea that I need to keep adding employees and building it bigger, but you add more people. That's the people you have to manage quality control. And you're just like, my day is waking up 
seeing how other people are doing. If their day sucks, well, I need you to be better because I need you to help me make money so that mm -hmm. I can pay you to make money. So not to deal with your emotional shit. And it's mm -hmm. like, man, I just don't, I'd rather do things on my own. So then how, how deep, how, like, what can we say on this? Anything? Hey, what, uh, anything you yeah. want. So I ended up taking LSD and just like, that, right. Yeah. 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 I, I was like, you I got LSD? asked. Nah, but psychedelics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but psychedelics. Psychedelics, right? Yeah. Shrooms, shrooms are, are easily accessible. But mm -hmm. I, I took LSD and my whole life I have been like someone that just like, just goes. And I don't really care about what anybody like says or thinks. And I don't, I don't, I don't say that as like someone that's like, I just don't give a fuck. I mean, I think I was too naive. Doing to what care. you want. Right. Yeah. I was, I might have been just dumb as hell. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go forward like the fucking juggernaut and barrel through shit. Um, but nobody asked me the question that was like fucked with me until I took LSD. And it was the weirdest time to, to hear, to ha have that question. It was like, what makes you happy? Mm. And I was like, yep. I don't know. No idea. And <laughs> you, they you were like, fuck. Man. Yeah, dude. I was like, I don't, why are you asking me that? How mm -hmm. dare you? Like, ask me anything. Ask me, ask me anything about sex. Ask me about the weirdest like, shit. I'll I've tell ever you done. my social security number if you want. I'm not <laughs> answering saying, that. Though. But not, at, yeah, yeah, right. Like, so what? Like, what? What do you guys like? What makes you happy? You shoot for yeah. I, Cameron asked me this on a daily basis, and I kind of stared at him. What? <laughs> so what? What makes me happy is uh, powering other people to do the things that they actually want to do, and getting past a lot of the insecurities and traumas that have like based the human being in front of you. So a lot of it comes down to understanding what the inner self and the true self is. Yeah. So when I can get that out of somebody, yeah. like them understanding the true self and what the self is, then I'm pumped. Cause I'm like, now you can do some real damage. Cause now you're coming from a place that isn't derived from insecurity. It's coming from a place of like love. And that's yeah. like a powerful thing. Is that something that you had to go through? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I went through mounds of shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. Well, it was well, a while ago I was, you know, 240 pounds, like fat though. I look like the Michelin man. Oh shit. You no, know, yeah. Bo it was, looked like Pillsbury. It, it was, was crazy. Bad. And then I was, I was on a flight back from Paris and the entire flight, I felt like I was going to throw up. I was shaking. No, I, like my were, body. You were shitting blood too. I was shitting blood. Like my body was shutting down and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I went to the doctor and got blood work done and they were like, nothing's wrong with you. And I'm like, what do you mean? Nothing? Like, I'm dying right now. Yeah. Little did I know I was in a relationship I shouldn't have been in. I was in a business I shouldn't have been in. Yeah. I, my whole life was just things that shouldn't have been. Right. So in the process of me, you know. And you're eating doing all food. Well, eating bad, just everything. Like my whole life just wasn't like from love. It was like based on insecurity of like I need to be faint, like I need to be like I need money. And then I have to do all these things for other people and right. always like living for expectations. Helpers fatigue. Helpers fatigue. Oh, my God. <laughs> so. But when I realized that, like, it was so funny. I got the test results back and I was like, my levels on everything are fine. Nothing's like wrong with me clinically. Yeah. So I was like, I need to fix my mental health. And then I kind of went, you know, down that journey and was like, oh, I like, I had no idea about like childhood trauma and the body internalizing things that have happened in the past and right. like the millions of things that come with that. Right. So that's kind of how I. And then also I did shrooms, but <laughs> and then also that yeah. that was part of it. Um, it helps. It helps feel oh you feel like um, like it takes down that. It's the ego death. It, yeah, it's it's ego. forcing that, and it's, it's tough. Oh my god! Well, so <laughs> context: my first shroom experience was uh, in a group setting with people that I know, and um, when we did it, it felt like you know I, I saw people for what they were, and then I saw myself for what I was. Like I remember looking in the mirror, being like, "Oh my god, this is what you are." You're not this, you're not that, you're not any of these ideologies. Yeah. You are you are this. And even then it's like 
the thing that you think you are is just the perception of everyone else around you. So the perception of yourself is not even a self anymore. Oh yeah. So then I was like, oh, and then you just like, and then your mind just blows. And then when I came out of it, I was like, it's not like being drunk where you wake up the next day and you don't remember. Like right. you woke up and it was like, I need to work on some shit. Yeah, jump on this quick. Yeah. I can't lose that. Yeah. 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 What about what makes you what makes you happy? Wow. She's still figuring that out. No, I mean I like making people laugh. Like I love like having like making other people laugh or making them happy. That brings me a lot of joy doing that. But I mean I don't know where the frick that stems from. I just know I like being dumb and I like seeing people laugh at I don't care if they're laughing at me or with me. Yeah. I think it's funny as hell. Yeah. That makes me laugh or happy, I don't know. <coughs> I'm getting over being sick. Oh, and the constant <laughs> vaping probably promotes that. No, I'm sick. Be quiet. But I guess those things make me happy. I enjoy doing like fitness. I love being active. Yeah. Anything active makes me super happy. It sounds like I just sounds like you're going for Miss America. And I just asked you a question in front of a crowd. I, yeah, I felt yeah, too. Right? I just, that was the person. question you just gave me. I just hope all the kids in Asia. <laughs> I do love kids too. I do love kids too. They make me so happy. I love kids. There's a lot of stuff we're still unboxing with that. Yeah. But. What? Why can't I not love kids? No, your whole answer that you just gave about wanting people to laugh is because when you were younger, you felt like you didn't have enough joy, so you want to give that to everyone else because you didn't experience it. Good. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so back on that. <laughs> back on you. We're still working through some of the. Oh the no, that's dude. That's that's what I love is that, uh, especially is like I don't know how it is for women because I don't have that lens to look through, mm. but for guys, it's like. If I'm like chilling with my with my with the dude bros and we're just out like drinking, having some cigars, if Cheering I was just some kisses, huh? Sharing some kisses, just sharing some kisses, you know, <laughs> just really getting into you know the 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 manliness. It's it's it would be weird because everybody's got this bravado, you mm. know, when you're out with the guys, and then you know it'd be weird if I was like, hey guys, do you ever just feel like you're not happy? Everybody would be like, bro, this isn't we're we're, we're all not happy. We're here hiding it in this circle. Yeah, yeah. That would be but we weird. don't want to share in it because. If you say something, then we have to address that. But then I've got something. Then I address my shit. Then we address my shit. And then we have this surface level where we can't get really deep. And so it's like, okay, how do I, how do I do this? Or what's a good time to do this? Mm. And so um, having it presented to me and then almost look, almost presented to me as if you don't do this, it's going to suck for you. Mm. You know what I mean? In, in so many words. And I thought, yeah, I'm not really happy right now but i don't know why mm, yeah. and what's and this when you talk about like helping people and you know like making sure people feel good for me now it's because of what i went through it's asking people the series of questions that will lead them to that and when they realize that they're like that was fucking in me the whole time mm -hmm. and i knew it i just couldn't get to it mm -hmm. so when they were asking me questions and they're like what makes you happy and i was like i have no idea and i started all of a sudden it just it came to me, it was like, what do you like to do? What do you see yourself drawn to? And I was just like acting. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, where'd that come from? Mm -hmm. And um, that person the next week bought me acting lessons. And that was like how it ended up like just oh, like going. So and I was like, I fucking love this. And I have no idea where that even came from initially, but it was like, wow, I'm really like this. And then um, I did a live play and I heard an audience laugh for the first time off of what I said. It was scripted on, mm -hmm. but when I heard them laugh, I remember being on stage and being like, "You felt that little spike." I was like, "Dude, I can. I think I want to try stand up comedy." Like mm -hmm. I'm here trying to remember my lines, trying to like work this audience. So I'm like, "I think I want to do stand up comedy." And then it was just, you just did it. And again, I have that like weird thing where I don't actually, I don't, I don't care. I don't have that. Um, 
that fear mm-hmm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. So it was like easy. It was just like an easy thing to do. Like I love being in front of the camera. I love mm-hmm. being in front of audiences and, and doing that shit. So yeah. Without without that realization, without the help of LSD, I, I think I would have struggled to get to that. Because it doesn't seem yeah. to be a thing. Well, a lot of people go through their existence and it's <laughs> like, to me, it's all about different stages of consciousness. And then defining consciousness is just the realization of the self and what that is. So yeah. when you're dealing with a lot of people and you ever have that interaction, it's like, I feel like it's not... Like you're just not very deep of a human. Like it's kind of like you're just there. Like that's just that. Yeah. And at least when I had those interactions, I'm like, oh, okay, they're they're just here right now. And I've been there. And I've had things that have progressed me. And if it's either you know extreme moments of pain or you know, or if it's a substance or whatever it is, but yeah, it kind of progresses you on because it, it forces you to face your reality in that moment. But you need to be in a headspace to accept that truth. So right. it's like when you're you know taking a medicine or like a psilocybin or something like that, you get confronted with that truth and you're like, oh, I haven't. It because it, it clicks in that moment. You're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think about it like that. Because the the verb and the the words that were said to you in that moment clicked, and you're like, oh, and you don't know the answers yet. But it's right. just that little, it's like a little rabbit hole that leads you a little farther down. Yeah. And then you're like, oh wait, if if this means this, then this could mean this. And then you start to be like, oh, I'm a human being having experience right now. Yes. And then you can get even more existential, and it's like, oh, I'm not a human being having a spiritual experience. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, it's that's the like you said it that that rabbit hole of like, that's why like people are like, oh, I'm afraid to try it, and it's like, well, you have to be kind of ready for it to be a treatment and a few mm-hmm. tries before you're yeah. like that one. Like the first time I ever did shrooms, I felt so bad. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh fuck, I'm having a bad trip. Yep. The walls were yep. breathing. I was like, this sucks. I was the by myself. The walls were breathing. <laughs> the walls were. Oh, have you never? No, that never. I've never tripped. Like. It, never like tripped like oh, okay. to, yeah like i never i just was happy just happy just chilling. Yeah, i just chilled i like tripped crazy like uh, i've I had this remote in my hands and somebody was like somebody was telling me they're like i saw the floors turn to lava and somebody else was like no they didn't that's not what happens when you're on trips and i was just like okay so i didn't really know what to expect i was mm. like this shit gonna change for me and i remember like the remote control got really really small and i was like you're like I'm losing my shit. Hmm. All right, this is about to be this is about to be bad. But what <laughs> yep. the the biggest thing I got from doing because there was a there was uh, about eight weeks that um, in the last year and a half that I just decided I'm just gonna do shrooms for that time frame the whole time, and I'm going to wear a robe around town, and so I just wherever I went I just was in a robe, and so wait I had, so wait, how many times. Wait for eight weeks. About eight weeks. Yeah. Eight weeks. Every you were day. just on shrooms. I was in. A, I was just in my in a trip. Were you just so micro? How much? Like, what was your dosing? Um, I would do basically. I would do a few stems and then, like, a few of the what are they called? Like the, the, the buds, tops. The top. But yeah, yeah, like basically like every day. No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. Every day I was in. No, I would. I needed time to like reflect. Okay. Oh, I, I was I'm like, for oh, eight weeks straight. Right now. No, no, no. Yeah, I was like eight weeks straight just on shrooms I in a robe. No, no, I, the robe, the, my existence was like, I'm going to be in this robe. Yeah. And then, like, Autumn has pictures of me. Like, we're just out at, a, like, a patio out of the restaurant. Yeah. Just chilling in the robe. and That's great. Th- so it was like that time, because that was, like, my, like, okay, I'm just going to not focus on anything too external mm-hmm. and just kind of exist in this so that every day is kind of, like, I was auditing myself. And, of course, mm-hmm. like, you know, you have to, like, try and keep things as consistent as possible so you can look back and see where you mm-hmm. where you progressed or failed. And the one, the biggest thing I got from that was also the like, a good thing, but it was also like, oh fuck, this realization of oh fuck, where I'm now looking at 
my shortcomings mm. with a new lens, mm -hmm. right? So I picture myself holding a giant lens, my, myself now, looking back at my past self and being like, okay, I'm co it's cool that you went through that. I'm glad you went through that shit, but here's where you made mistakes. Mm -hmm. And then I, the, the, the realization was like, wait a second, in about five years or so, I'm gonna have a new version looking at me now going, here's where you made mistakes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, damn it, what mistakes am I making right now? Yeah, I, I think that all the time. So that I can just like get Not there doing. quicker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I said that, yeah, super, super intense. No, that's great. I <laughs> yeah. mean, a lot of it comes to like, you know, and, and part of the evolution of existence sometimes is realizing that where you are right now is where you need to be. Because yeah. without the current present, you wouldn't be you in five years. So the, you have to go through what you're going through. And even the fuck ups, like you have to be sick right now or you yeah. have to be in this toxic relationship because it's teaching you something. Right. Like right. I was in a shitty relationship because it was teaching me to stop trying to find the same fucker and everyone <laughs> else. It was teaching me to like, oh, stop trying to give everyone else the love you think you deserve. Give it to yourself first. Yeah. It's, it's all these things that you, you come to realize and you're like, shit. And it's not fun. No. And, and, <laughs> and it's not like ever this process and it's like it's so hard going through that journey of change because a lot of people just don't want to confront all that shit about themselves like looking in the mirror every single day and being like oh no i'm not just it's not just one of those it's not just a cool day i'm not just alive i am this being that is the result of millions of circumstances and that will be the result of millions of other circumstances so there is a there's like a seriousness to this today yeah like i need to get some shit together and like like all this shit yeah yeah it's it's uh because that's what you just said that's a good question for you like what do you love about yourself um huh, yeah cool. that's a good that was a good that was wow. a, that's a good like Take I mean, back on good miss america yeah. again holy shit <laughs> <laughs> don't give the miss america one I, maybe i am just miss america um what makes wait, what do you no, love about what do yourself? i love about myself yeah i like that i'm funny fuck with that it's cool <laughs> I love this. I fuck with I think I'm funny. I fuck with that. That's cool. <laughs> fuck with that. Uh yeah. What are you looking at him for? Are you like getting bucked on the Because most of the time what happens when we go through a therapy session, because I've I've done a lot of podcasts with her where it just turns into a therapy session for yeah. an hour. She'll look at me to be like, help me try like, to say what I want to say. Because yeah. I, I can put into words what she feels most of the time. Yeah. And say it back to her and be like, is this what you're feeling right now? And she'll be like, that and i'll be like great okay now you say and he's like yourself. now now what do you think about that i'm like God, yes so um <laughs> i like my my emotion i'm very expressive i think it's funny again i'm yeah. a very expressive person I like how i look i think i'm pretty hot so <laughs> that's pretty cool uh, um I can tell about how uncomfortable you are saying, yeah, saying things is, you enjoy about yourself. It's weird. Right I don't know. I feel like it's weird to be like, I like this about because I just I don't know. I feel like I'm very. I love the like, mocking tone as if I was the one, as I'm, if that was my tone. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how what you love about yourself, and you're like, I don't. You love, I love it. Like that's how I mock myself. Well, like I don't want to feel like egotistical. It's not well. well <laughs> it's not egotistical. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I don't want to be as egotistical, but I'm funny and hot. Uh, but that's humble that's humble good well i love those things about myself well, what do you I like say. oh let me ask this because i don't want I, this doesn't have to be a therapy session i'm no just, it's great guys, wherever it goes um so let me ask you this then like if you said something that was egotistical about yourself what do you what's the what's the concern with that you're gonna just like turn into this like like 
diva monster like right there. No, and I'm gonna. I already know how this is gonna go. I'm gonna say because I care what people think. And you guys, you guys, why do I care what people think? But I'm be like, I don't know. That's how it's gonna end. So, so some context just, about her. She was <laughs> on Team USA for figure skating, and she was competitive. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah she was a competitive athlete for like shit. my whole 90% life. Percent of her life. No, like all of it until like last year. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. So with that came a lot of traumas of like constantly being judged and proving your worth to people and like right. weight and all this other stuff. And being so, like in a public light. So you know, re like recently for her and even just starting this podcast, it's been a big journey of like self-discovery. Like, I tell her yeah. this every day. I'm like, you figure out yourself because you haven't had time to figure out yourself in the past 10 years. Right. So that's yeah, why. That switch from being a, such an elite athlete to now just having to be a normal kid and finding that like what you enjoy or what makes you happy or what drives you in life because your whole life you've been told what to do how to do it yeah you need to be here at this time you know whatever right and having to do that for yourself like i'm still figuring it out like i still have no idea what i'm doing yeah but just trying to figure out where like that switch to being a normal person yeah and not being this crazy athlete 24 7 right that's something i'm trying to figure you know do all that that's like stuff. that's such a um, a big one, especially for um, you know like elite high level athletes, especially figure skating. Like the percentage of people that can actually it's because you think of like how many people could play in the NFL, yeah, right? and how many people actually make it so much smaller. The percentage of people that could actually figure skate, period, is so fucking small. It, yeah. It's the also a small the elite world. is like holy shit. That's I, that's crazy. That's uh, just just lead with that from now on, just walk into rooms and be like elite figure skater and everyone's like well fuck that. yeah awesome yeah you win. yeah but also i mean it's kind of like well i wasted not wasted i did like it for like 13 years and i'm like now it's kind of like a fun fact so that part kind of sucks where i'm like just traumatized and i work day in day night like a dog and now i'm just like oh it's on to me saying they're like that's great that's so cool and then that's the end of the conversation dude that's dude that's well that's because most people aren't that deep but i think most people don't know how to like even talk to an elite athlete like how would you even like talk yeah i don't know how to talk actually i know i don't know how to talk to you <laughs> you're <laughs> like i cannot I talk was, to you i was doing the miss america jokes and now it's like oh okay you're sorry you're an elite athlete oops oh no that one i didn't even think of it that way but that's cool no. but <laughs> that's nah. fucking that's that's a, such a like Nobody could ever take that away from you, and the skills that you develop from that are like you have that. Like those are some hardened fucking. Skills. No, I'm. Not, I mean, I mean, just like the yeah. the ability to be like, I'm gonna do this. I did do this. I have done this. That's like you Word can't. I can't off. be taken away. It's true. I mean, I can't anymore. I broke my toe. So. Well, I'm <laughs> I can't. can't you know no, I know. No, I know. I'm just making the, a joke. The skills, the skill set, uh, and and just like the the ability the ability to do that. Because you think about like how many people. There's probably people that you you've talked to and have realized that, and then they're like, wow, I. I couldn't get out of bed this morning. It was very hard to get out of bed. Yeah. 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 Thanks. I appreciate that. That just made me feel so like special. Oh, you guys like something like fun I did. Usually people don't like react that way. Usually they're just like, that's dope. Now moving on. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. They don't, they probably just don't dive into the, like the, I, I like how much effort it actually took. Well, like, that's what I feel like. It's also, like, so no I feel like it's for anybody who's a high achiever. I feel like it's pretty lonely a lot of the time. Like yeah. being a, a high no idea. Well, <laughs> you have no idea. Okay, no, because even with you, like it's so weird to be in a room full of people and still feel like no one's there. Like that is such a real thing yeah. that you experience. I experience all the time because yeah. like not a lot of people wake up every single day and like want to do podcast and like fucking create thirty or sixty pieces of content a fucking day. Like right, it's it's just not normal. And with her, it's like not a lot of people even did that. And no, you didn't want to do it every day, but you still did it and now you i know i know that you're having a hard time 
coming to terms with what existence is when you're not being told what to do and then there's not a regimen. I mean, like a strict schedule. Yeah, and then having to figure out what you want. Like, there's a lot of hardship in that. But the cool thing is, is that what you'll be able to do is reflect on those years of ice skating and work and keep learning from it. Because it's not that you've already learned everything you've learned. You're going to keep learning from that because you're going to like undercover things about yourself. You're like, oh, I didn't realize that this was teaching me this or this person had this trait that I can now use in this situation. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of just amazing stuff that comes from being a high level person. A hundred percent. It's, I, I'm, I was thinking about this today, uh, just when I was driving back from the gym, but I was like, man, I really like average people because it makes like high performers just feel so much better. Yeah. Like when you're, <laughs> when you're doing like, when you're going, uh, like as hard as you can, when you're an elite athlete, you know what I mean? When you're making so much content when you're when you're doing what you love to do when you go mm -hmm. when you when you removed yourself from a tough situation even mm -hmm. it's like the average person is stuck they're stuck and it and it sucks but it's like i like the average person i like that people are content in that sense i want everybody to have a realization to do what they want to do but realistically that can't happen not yeah. everybody gets to do what they want to do yeah. yeah and uh you know it wouldn't it would be a very different world if literally everybody was an elite athlete because if everybody's elite then no one's elite you know yeah then I mean? no one's good yeah, yeah. it's so, way the specialness it's, of yeah. It. yeah it's supposed to hurt it's mm. supposed to be hard yeah like being strong is supposed to be hard it's right. supposed to hurt like yeah when you look in the percentages of like what percentage of the world can deadlift 600 pounds and you're like oh it's the top oh one percent of humanity right like and you're like oh okay like that's something and what they have you read david goggins books at all no, but I know, I know, I know a lot of. Yeah, he yeah. he's fucking sick. I, I read both his books, and he has this terminology he likes to use as the cookie jar. So whenever he's going through <laughs> some hard ass shit, yeah. when he was a kid, he had a, he had a cookie jar he could pull out every once in a while to like, you know, his mom gave him. That's where it stemmed from. But today, it now means that like, let's say if he's tired in the morning, yeah, he doesn't want to fucking get out of bed because he's a human. He's got a half percent feel that shit. Right. He pulls out of the cookie jar and looks at it, and it's like, oh, I ran ten miles in a day. Or like, oh, I was a Navy SEAL. Like, Ooh, and he pulls out these facts about yourself that you can look back on and be like, I, I want to do that. Badass shit. I've talked about this multiple times. Like, Listen to me. You have never told me the cookie jar thing. I, there are, I Cameron, if it was a cookie Instagram. jar, Cameron, my fat ass. If there's a cookie jar, I've been like cookie jar. <laughs> then I would have remembered it. I didn't remember it. But it, so there are these. It's all these tools wow. that you can use to like progress yourself as a human. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I like. I'm passionate about is letting people know these tools because I didn't right. know this shit. I didn't know that like. Oh, I could access my mind in a manner to like give me motivation in times where I want to fucking not do anything. Right. Like, that's the real shit. Dude, Autumn is Autumn is like for the uh, my girlfriend, for the people. Uh she um is like some kind of um, her emotional intelligence is out of out of this world. It is unbelievable. She's the one that's like changed my entire philosophy on a lot of things, but mm. we, we do, uh, we do this thing called a burn party where we write down what we're going to like get mm. rid of. Yeah. Oh, and then we actually those. make it a ceremony in the backyard where we just play like our like rave music and, That's and then, metal. and yeah, and just, that. and drop it into the fire, but we explain it to each other. So when we can hold each other accountable Yeah, and also just make it. And if we put, if you say it out loud and you put a little story behind it and then you burn it, then that's something that you're like, Simple. I know why I disregarded that. It's a, it's a little bit more meaningful than going, you know what, this week, I'm not going to eat out. And then you're eating out. You're like, I don't even remember why I said that. What did yeah. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we did like, um, and so we do the burn party um, usually once a quarter. And mine was like, no complaining, no mm. complaining whatsoever. So anytime that anytime I felt that I would allow myself to do it. Yeah. Not like not get mad, not call myself. Like, don't be a bitch. None of that negative talk, but just be like, yeah. Oh, 
I, I'm not doing this because of this and it allowed me to reframe it. Right. And so like, that's kind of like, I like those tools. The cookie jar one makes sense. I'll probably adopt that one yeah. as well. And then we have uh, meetings Autumn, I have meetings every Sunday. We have uh, a meeting for our work, for our businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and we keep everything real short and concise. And then we have a meeting for our, our home. Like, what do we need to do with the home? Make everything more efficient. And because she's such a high-level uh, competitor, she's like, everything runs on a system. Mm-hmm. Everything's on a timer. Everything's laid yep. out. Everything's mapped out. Um, and then we have a love meeting. So our love meeting is just like our relationship. And so it's where we can actually... So during the week, if there's a problem or something... We don't have to address it then unless mm-hmm. it has to be addressed. Yeah. We move it to Sunday and it's like, hey, by the way, um, if you're going to be scheduling things during this week and we plan out the weeks. Oh, that's our that's our home week. But our loved one is very much like more like about our actual relationship communication. Yeah. Yeah. Like if there was any friction and then we can work on it, we can solve that. And it lets it she's the analogy. It lets us let the steam out of the pot a little bit. So nothing boils over because there was one. She was she was about to hop on stage in like 12 weeks. And my dog, I'm gonna get real sad here for a second. My dog, Siva, she got cancer and she had a, like emergency surgery, had to watch her all the time, make sure she, her, she didn't bust her stitches out. And then our dog Pickles uh, was our boxer. Um, she ended up passing away. And it was like, we ended up spending like 30 grand in vet bills. Oh boy. And oh my, it was, it was that's, insane. That's it was It was insane. And then Pickles, the day that we put her down and actually laid her down, the next morning, Pickles had to have an amputation because he had cancer. Um, lot, one after another. One after the another. Yeah, and then wow. he passed away. Like three weeks after he got the amputation to try and beat the cancer, then he mm. passed away. Autumn had to be on stage because as a pro, she's contract. She, when she's she has stage, to compete. She has to. Yep. After we laid him down, she had to be on stage the next weekend. And mm. to, to compete in another city that you have to fly to, like all the luggage, everything that she has to do, all the make, <laughs> all the everything that she has to do to get to stage. And she was like, you know, we 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 got through that, um, and it was really like challenging to do that. But like our communication was always was always really strong. But um, after your dogs leave, you're like, a lot of times you're you're not snipping at each other, but you're just trying to figure out how to deal with this shit. It just mm-hmm. happened out of nowhere. It kind of like happened during a tough time. So we adopted this this idea of kind of gradually letting things out, and it's like so nothing gets big. Mm-hmm. Like there are no big problems, and it's such a like. I know it's such a like cheesy thing to be like my girlfriend and I don't have any, have any problems. Everything's no, so amazing. fucking amazing. Um, and the truth is, is like we just tackle these things. There's always problems, but we just tackle them early yeah. when they're small. So yeah, yeah. I love that. I, no, I don't great. know. I'm going to use that at some point. Like that is amazing. <laughs> I love that. I hope a lot people of people do, don't yeah. check up on like it's so. So Jay Shetty, do you know who that is? Uh, he used to be a monk, and right now he has a podcast now, and he's big into this like self help world. But yeah. I've, I've read a few of his books and I've learned a lot from him. And what he does with his wife right now is every quarter he meets up with her and says, Hey, is this relationship going in the direction that you want it to go? Yeah. And if it's not, are you willing to compromise? And they have that discussion like once a quarter. Yeah. And it's, and it's that, and I think it's so important to be like, because I'm going to keep changing as a person. Right. You're going to keep changing as a person. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if we grow into different people, right? We don't have to be together. Right. Like, and that's such a huge thing of like, you don't need ownership over that person. That's big. Yeah. You want to see the other person grow and change. But like, let's say if I had a calling to fucking be a marine biologist and like live in, like, do that shit, and someone else is like, I want to be in the city and do this, that would have to be a conversation to be had of like, I'm changing into this person. You're becoming this person. Yeah. It doesn't work anymore. I'm not willing to compromise. Or it could be, I'm willing to compromise. I can make it work. But 
it's such and it's so funny because it's just a conversation it's just talking <laughs> what are you gonna do it's it's not running five miles it's the fear of rejection it's the fear mm -hmm. of rejection yeah. it's like and it's all these things we put so much like perceived pain on that's not actually painful right like go through some painful shit that's what you should be worried about it's not the perceived pain that you think you're going to experience right a hundred percent yeah that's like it's funny because um uh with our physical therapy business we a lot of times when people are are getting better like say their knee hurts when they go to step on it after the pain stops they'll think it's there it's the anticipation of mm. the pain a lot of mm. times where they're like oh uh, like it didn't actually hurt but it's the anticipation yeah of the pain. and so it's like you said it's like the perceived pain it's that anticipation of this isn't going to be the answer that I want to hear, but mm -hmm. you don't know that it's going to take more. It's going to take more than one conversation. You know, it's like, okay, we have to, you know, typically, unless you're just like, Hey, I'm going to go be a Marine biologist. now. Peace. Yeah. You yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Yeah. You can come with me. You can stay. And it's like, well, that's, well, damn, that's pretty, that's pretty short notice, but yeah. Having like multiple conversations and it gets easier and it gets better. Like there's nothing that we can't bring up at this yeah. point. And whereas I did have a block initially, even though we both came up with the idea when we were talking about it. And I remember during the love meetings, um, it feeling like hard. Was, like you're like, this is a weird conversation. Not weird, not weird, but it's like, oh, the celebration. So the cookie mm -hmm. jar thing also made me think of, um, we had a really hard time celebrating because we were just go, go, go. Like she's also Eat a each DJ. other or? Oh no, we celebrate. Oh my God, we were up each other's butt so much. Okay, we're just like, you're, you're fucking awesome. Yourself, you're awesome. celebrating yourself. Yeah. Okay. Just just laying that out and being like, so when we started a business together, it helped because we actually were able to celebrate our wins together mm. like, of the business. Yep. But like individually, it was so hard. So she would ask the question like, what do you want to celebrate for yourself? And I'd be like, I don't know. And she would be like, well, here's this thing that you, that you did. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Okay. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm good with that. And like trying to figure out what am I supposed to, cause part of it was, uh, what am I supposed to be feeling? Mm. Like, am I supposed to be feeling yeah. joy? Am I supposed to be yeah. feeling happy? And what does that even feel like? Cause that's, yeah. that's the other one too, is uh, a buddy of mine. I asked him uh, the other day, I was like, you know, what, what brings you joy? And he's like a happy dude, but it's like, this was the question I proposed to him. And I'll propose to both of you too. Mm. If I ask you right now to access, look at you're so anticipated. <laughs> no, we're going first. with you first. No, check us out. Okay. Check us out. I, check I, it out. Watch you. Watch you. All I said was, I'm going to ask you this question. You were already like, mm -mm. Like, I, go, I don't want to have those thoughts right now. I'm not trying to be, no, I'm, I'm not trying to be, uh, be that. So thick are you. Okay. Are you ready? So ready. Okay. Wait, if you could, if you could access anger, if I could say, hey, access anger right now, you could do it. Yeah. If I was like, okay, can you access sadness? You think you could do yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about joy? Yeah. What does joy feel like to you? Like being a kid. Hey, damn, that's a good answer. Ah. Damn. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, look at that. I told She's you like, I was oh, ready. That was a good. That's the best answer I've heard so far because every everybody's like, oh, I don't know. It's like it's kind of like happiness, but that like feels like being a kid. Yeah, joy damn, is like being a I kid. Should've, I should have gone with you. No, well, I would say the same shit because that's oh. what I tell her to think. Oh. No, no, shut <laughs> up. No, that's not true. I had that thought myself. You asked me when was when Kate. was last time. Stop talking. Stop talking. You asked me. This is why I know it because you said when was the last time you felt true happiness, and I said when I was a kid and we would go on bike rides mm -hmm. with dad. Mm -hmm. So those thoughts were in my noggin. Who asked you that question? I didn't. I just said you, Cameron. I said you asked me the and question. I was saying, well, we've had a lot of conversations. I'm not having this conversation with you. <laughs> well, All right, Cameron, what what is joy feel? <laughs> no, well, that, uh, to, to that point, we've me, me and her have had a lot of conversations about our childhood because it was like 
it was such a weird thing where we had it for a little bit and then like I didn't see you I for moved away years. at 13 like, for skating so for skating. oh shit yeah so yeah. I, they all lived at home my family and I had to move away oh yeah God. so I didn't see her for like oh, she lived in Colorado Florida California, California. I didn't yeah. see her for I years. just moved back home like last year no yeah. shit yeah yeah so there's, there's a lot of stuff there where like I grew up kind of without siblings even though I had a, a quote-unquote big family right and everyone was really separated and then like I had the twins but there's like a six-year gap yeah so you guys were so close it's, it's for me, like, there's a lot of stuff that we're still unpacking and, and realizing about ourselves. Yeah. But, like, you know, we think about – there's this whole thing with, like, childhood trauma training and IFS training. You know what IFS training is? Uh -uh. I'll go into that in a second. But, like, um, we talk yeah. about those moments as a kid and, like, just returning to that and being like, no, sometimes you just got to play around. Like, play hide-and-go-seek. Like, yeah. we, we like, played tag at the, the park. The other day at the park, we, he was like, take off your shoes. And I was like, what? And he was like, be <laughs> grounded. And I was like, this like, is let's, stupid. Let's run around in the grass like we did as kids. And play tag, and we did. It was fucking great. Uh, no, it was I not great. Cardio was last time. <laughs> it was not great. I couldn't get him. He hid behind the freaking net goal thing. We were just running in circles. Use my brain so I could run less. Wow, that was a lot of. Uh, that's a lot of thought into the strategy of the oh, game. Yeah. There's a lot of like. <laughs> but it, but it, there, there goes to say something about like you know think about the most happy period of your life. Yeah. And do the things in that period. Like if you were really happy when you were eight and you were like putting on a robe and running around acting like a kid do that yeah like that's, good. that's that's a good factor to realize what the what you need in yourself dude i have i have like i've asked so many people that question that was like i don't know who to credit both of you for that but nah, like, i got her you both, okay now <laughs> i don't need shit <laughs> wait a second you said i don't need it <laughs> yeah kimmy took away it shush that's like getting the oscar and you're going no let him have it i don't even want it Fuck that. Yeah, Kim, now you took away the... <laughs> <laughs> that was a good... Even the explanation and the answer. Every All of that was really good. It's uh, That's a, like... I, I like easy, simple frameworks. And mm -hmm. that's an easy one for people to be like, yeah, think about that. Because what I've learned with um, working with, like, mental health professionals, not not side by side, them assessing me and giving me... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Not You're like, like I'm... <laughs> me as I uh, get my therapist. PhD and awesomeness um <laughs> <laughs> so uh they would say you know like your inner child mm -hmm. and so and i got this idea from uh, a kylie jenner clip sick <laughs> on tiktok i was scrolling through That's and funny. i just I, she was just it was just her she was like she's like i was talking to my therapist about my inner child and of course you know that first hook i'm like i'm talking about my therapist about my inner child You're like That's me. yeah hi kylie jenner what do you have for me because we're the same <laughs> we have the same perception on yeah, same life same yeah, same yeah. upbringing and um, i'm a girl yeah I'm, I'm a woman so i'm a kardashian now and she uh she said that her therapist told her to put a picture of her uh, when she was a kid on the mirror mm. and so i did that and it was funny because like the first when I saw the picture, I, I almost didn't want to look at it. Mm. I was like, I don't, my childhood sucked. We were like dirt poor and I got, I got bullied a lot. Mm. And then when I hit puberty, I was like a 12 year old that was 220 pounds. Mm. And it was like, oh, I can beat all of your asses now. Uh, but before that, it was like, man, this sucks. So when I saw that picture, it was very hard to like look at it and like, I'm supposed to look at it and be like, okay, I'm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. We're going to be good, mm -hmm. right? Because, like, your inner child's a lot of what... Even what you said, like, that joy. Like, we remember that. Mm -hmm. um, and carrying that over and looking at that picture and just thinking, like, man, I can't remember a time when I was, like, enjoyed my childhood. Like, that was mm -hmm. tough. A lot of what I did was in my own head, mm -hmm. like, isolation. But 
that's also where I'm like the most creative. I have a lot of fun. When I would do stand-up, I'd like hanging out with guys and my friends and, and Autumn and everything beforehand because we're all just shooting the shit. Right, and then when I'm about to go on stage, I want to be like if we were like when we were just laughing hysterically a few minutes ago at my awesome joke. I remember why we were laughing so hard. But like if that, if I was gonna leave that and walk on stage, people would feel that for me. Mm-hmm. Like they'd be excited about that. Um, but that's not where I'm creative. That's just where I like to be because it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But like the creative part was always been like I was a child. It was like isolation in my head where I imagined a lot, and that's kind of like where it is now. And so I'm learning a lot about that from my inner child of being like, where mm-hmm. where do, where do, where are my strengths at? Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like, where am I strong at? But the joy thing that you guys said, I actually never thought about. Like, what fucking just made me so happy? Like, what brought so much joy to us? Yeah, like, that's a tough one. Damn. Well, so here I'll, I'll tell you about IFS. Training. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and this is the whole thing with the inner self. So, the IFS training is a structure belief that basically goes into like what DID is and how a lot of that stuff in schizophrenia have been misdiagnosed. It's not yeah. understood correctly because if you ask somebody about a really sensitive topic, like let's say they're like they have a bad relationship with their mom or something like that. They get angry all of a sudden. Yeah. A lot of people would say a sudden change in mood is a personality disorder. It's someone else taking the wheel. Right. So IFS training goes into the ideology of, oh, you have the inner child. And within there is an entire ecosystem of other personalities that live inside of you. So one could be a firefighter. One's a nurse. One's this person. They have different roles of either protecting the child, taking care of the child or you know, nursing the child. And a lot of the time, you know, those roles get tired or angry because they're always like trying to do this thing for you as a person. So when you confront that level of someone's uh, personality, like let's say if they're, you know, child childhood trauma from being like abused or something, you have to say like, hey, like, are you you ever tired? And you address that other person, not them, but the person in front of the child. Like, hey, are you ever tired of like having to protect them all the time? And then it's like, well, I don't know. And you go into that process and then you're like, well, how old do you think you are? And people will give you an age. They're like, well, I'm 12. And they'll give you an exact age. If you do this study, like this training with yourself, yeah. you're like, oh, I, I feel like I'm like I'm eight. Well, eight years old, something happened. And that's the time you need to work on. And you've been stuck as an eight-year-old in this, you know, 35-year-old's body yeah. for this entire time. So you have that conversation and you're like, hey, like, you know we're not eight anymore, right? And you go through that and it's fucking deep, dude. Like, and Bro. I, I did this and I mean for, trust me, it's hard to do without like crying, but like oh yeah. It's it's hard. It's <laughs> hard. Like you, you get you get into it and you're like, fuck man, like shit. Like I'm not a scared little kid. I can beat your ass. <laughs> Even though you, you still are, like, and that's a lot of people whenever I have these conversations, it's like, you know, let's go back to the real like the found the back back, back to where it all started. Yeah. Cause you didn't come out like worried about what Becky was thinking about you. Right. Like that formed from your parents from the generational trauma like from everything so yeah, yeah there's a lot of yeah and this is all stuff that i've had to do and this is why i know it now but like, yeah dude that's deep there's um there's a uh you, got, you know he's like tommy lee and pamela anderson you guys know who that is i know pamela familiar. anderson is shut the f- you know who pamela anderson yeah. and tommy lee are you said sound familiar yeah i i probably like pamela do. anderson okay never mind i don't she, know why i, I don't know why if i said well, it louder you would get it but <laughs> basically rock star playboy actress yeah. get together and have like a kid like they're they were like mm. they were like big it like with the 90s i think something mm. like that but they were like this is she came out with a sex tape back when sex tapes didn't come out oh and they, they, someone stole one of her and tommy lee nice um and he's like he was the lead singer of a uh, motley crew which was still even before me but it was like mm. he was just a badass he was just a rock star and they had this kid and he's uh you, you guys know the show uh the hills 
or um, like Laguna Beach or all any of that stuff. I've been to Laguna Beach. Actually, yeah, I used to live. There was a whole reality show of like high school kids that were like pampered as fuck. Okay, and it was like this big deal. He was on one of the shows. They're, they're uh, Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee's son. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this guy's gonna be a piece of shit because his parents are rock star, and he is the most like philosophical person. Mm. And he's like, the reason I am is because my parents were such train wrecks. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, he's like, they were so bad. And he said this phrase, which he goes, they say that the age that you get famous at is the age that you stay. Mm. And his dad got famous at like 16. Mm. And so he's, he's like still 16, still 16. And so he's like, I can't have conversations with my dad. It's like talking to a fucking teenager. He's like, it's talking to like one of my younger friends. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, holy shit, that made so much sense. Like the year that you, because uh, that's like a traumatic experience in of itself, even though it's like positive. You know what I mean? Like, so you stay 16 forever. When you're a kid, it's like tracing back to like, I guess when those when those things happened. God, that's tough. That's deep. Mm-hmm. That's deep. Well, a question I love asking people now, and this always fucking stumps people. I'm like, what are you going to do after you've achieved everything you've ever wanted? I hate this question. Be happy. It's hard to it's hard to respond without asking the, like a follow up question, just being like, "Can you? <laughs> Can you achieve? Has anybody ever achieved anything that they've ever wanted?" The, the perception, yeah. Like people have achieved the perceptions of what they wanted. Like let's say if your thing is like, "I want to be a millionaire who owns a Lambo," you do it. What then? Oh yeah, after that, yeah. I guess just set higher expectations. I don't know. Like, and then is it just endless expectation setting? I feel like, yeah, I feel like giving it everything you fucking have. Uh, but but again, like looking looking at my lens of my old, I would have said this differently five years ago. Yeah, yeah. And then now looking at my lens, trying to think ahead, like it's going to change. Like when people mm-hmm. ask, um, do you consider yourself successful? It's like, I'll tell you on my deathbed because I have a lot of time to, to yeah, use yeah. everything. I can, yeah. I, I can give you a good essay. If you still care, I'll answer that question at that mm-hmm. point. But uh, I, I, like at this point, it's like, I don't even know everything that I want to achieve. I feel like that's part of the the, the process. It's like, mm-hmm. what what is everything that I even want to achieve? Yeah, you know what I mean. What mm-hmm. what is it? What is it? Uh, what what's your uh, response to when people get stumped? So a lot of the times, what the the practice is supposed to eventually, to me, higher levels of consciousness is relinquishing everything, even the self. Yeah, like letting go and not being anything anymore, and realizing that you're insignificant. And that you're gonna die, and that everything you do, like, and also you're the result of a thousand people before you. Because the fact that you're here now is mean a thousand people before you existed, and you'll be the result if you have a kid of maybe a thousand people after you. Right. You're just a speck. Right. So then it's like, okay, like these things that I'm trying to do. Because a lot of the times I get like a thing answer where I'm like, I want to, you know, have a like a house, or I want to get a car, I want to like do this thing. I'm like, okay, you're all things like, right. Because for me, like I got to the point where like, you know, I had a genie company and I have like a fuckload of equipment. Like I could go out and make a movie right now if I wanted to of like, you know, a $10 million budget and do it for free. And I'm like, I just don't give a shit anymore. Right. I'm like, it doesn't matter. None of the shit matters. Like these physical things are just things. So then it's like, how can I at least impact people? Cause I know the influence like that a conversation can have on somebody. Is so much more eternal than the fucking thing. Right. And that's where I'm like, and that's where I try to get people to go into like, okay, I get that you want to have these things. Right. But have something behind it that is like, mm-hmm. like an infinite fuel source. Right. Of just power that you could relinquish on. Right. People. So that that's a lot of it. It's just people just giving up everything they think they know. So then they can allow 
everything that is to be known to come in. That's what Autumn does that really well. She's like, she does that to where she can like open herself up to receive. Mm -hmm. And, and she always talks about like, um, she's just upset. Her, her body herself is just the, like the vessel and the universe is sending all this through her. Yep. And when she realized that, I mean, when I say like, her ability to manifest and make things happen. Like whatever, whatever your belief, whatever your uh, perception yeah. of this is, yeah. she is bending things to her will mm-hmm. almost effortlessly at this point. But she, she has, there's a documentary about her on YouTube where nice. she was like bullied as a child, like and how, why she got into this. And um, like she, from that, from that girl, that timid girl to this now mm-hmm. is like, a lot of that is like based off of the idea that she's like, okay, if I align everything, and I just allow it to come to me, it will come. Mm-hmm. She still like works really, really hard after these things, but it's like, it's, I can't like, if I, if you know, like I need case studies of other people doing things to yeah. be like, okay, I believe this. Yeah. I need to see examples of real life. And she's like a real life case study of, of utilizing that. And it's, it's just wild. She, the funniest thing that she ever did is she came upstairs one day and she goes, I'm going to, I'm going to paint a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then she goes, and then I'm going to have him sign it. And so she painted this. Nice. She went to the Arnold Sports Festival. Someone from Arnold's team saw the saw the painting and was like so blown away that the team called security. They went and got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger came down. Nice. Came to signed it, took the picture with her, and then she did it two more times throughout the next like four years. And Dang. anytime that she painted anything for him, um, like when his friend, uh, one of his friends died, passed away, that he, had, he there's a famous picture of him playing chess with somebody. Mm. She painted that and brought her back and he took it, had it sent to his house and like got pictures with her and everything. And she just said, she just came upstairs one day and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Uh, and I was like, I, I know. I know yeah. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> like I believe you. hundred percent. Dang. She was like, I'm going to start, she's like, I'm going to start DJing. And so we got her the equipment. And yeah. She got flown out to Phoenix last year to DJ an event. She's did uh, one of the, the New Year's Eve uh, they opened up the bar tavern on Fourth Street just for her to play on New Year's Eve. Nice for people. Oh, that's dope. But she taught taught her taught everything herself. She mm-hmm. just taught herself how to play and utilize the equipment, and set everything Dang. up. So that what you're talking about is like just allowing that to open up. She's like, I think she's done a, a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, she seems like yeah. someone. If you say it, like she's gonna do it. That's what I'm like, saying. There's nothing stopping her. And she gives back to so many. Like, she just gives. She she's so charitable to people. Like it's crazy, and you just watch it like come back tenfold. So. I feel like she's younger than me, but I like watch her with like awe. And I'm just like, how are you so much? I was like, I feel like she's been on here for like 10 lifetimes. And I'm just like, a little infant. Mm. Oh, look at this. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like she's been here for a very long time. And I'm just like getting the chance to like learn and listen. So, well, and here's the thing she has been here for a very long time. Right. Yeah, we've all been here for a really long time. Uh, I've only been on this planet for 19 years, bro. <laughs> bro, the fact that you're here means that 10,000 people plus have existed before you. There's yeah, but not me be, though. Not you, but what is you? What is me? Yeah. Me is me. You're gonna die. What have you been? <laughs> what? You're gonna die. What is? What have you been? Not here. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Are you? You too. You too. You calm down. <laughs> you guys would chill out with all that, that that heated fight. No, it's so funny because a lot of our a lot of our like debates <laughs> are, a lot of our debates or arguments are like 
existential debates. We're yeah, like, we don't argue. We're like normal. No, it's shit. like no. Your existence for philosophy right now is flawed because it's from a child. I'm like, but what about She's this? Like, Cameron, fuck you. And I'm like, well, guess what, bitch? I'll be like, oh, this is happening. He's like, why? And I'm like, this. And he's like, well, that's not what's happening, Kate. And I'm like, fuck. I just walk away and then come back. I'm like, okay. Well, a lot of this, <laughs> so for me, a lot of everything is reframing your past. So it's, yep. it's like giving up. And here's that someone can have the exact same experience as you and have a different perception of the reality that just happened, which that means if that's true, then every experience is subjective. That means your own experience is subjective. So that means you then have the power to change it to something positive. Oh, 100%. So, so you can go through something shitty or have a bad childhood or whatever. And you're like, you know what? It was, it was teaching me this thing. I was actually really glad I got to, you know, experience that in my life. Like, yeah. And you change your whole perception of it and being like, I wasn't a, a victim. I wasn't this. Like, I am this. And it's identifying kind of what you're talking about, Autumn. It's like using words to, like, describe the things you want for yourself and the reality that you're going to have. Yeah. And then that will become your reality. 100%. And even outside of the woo-woo shit, objectively, <laughs> if you right. just decide to, if you get in a car wreck, and instead of being like, oh, fuck, I, like, I got in a car wreck. Instead of saying, like, I'm thankful I'm okay. That right there is a logical explanation of changing your reality. Right. You took something bad and made it better. Right. You, you gave it gratitude and you gave it all these other things, but yeah, that's what you're saying about autumn's huge. There's a, there's such a, like there's, I know that there's a balance of like, cause sometimes I'll say things that might, don't, you don't follow me. You don't, you don't follow me. I, I say things in my, I say you're not in your heads. Like when I say things in my stories, like, mm -hmm. well, I thought you said you say things. So I was like, yeah, you do say you things. You do say things you on this podcast. words. Killing it. I'm killing the same things though, for real. <laughs> Nice. No, all my stories, sometimes I'll just like my, cause my Instagram, all my, my business Instagrams are like the ones that like I, I'm not to make money through my own personal ones. It's almost like, I just feel impulsive and it needs to go somewhere. But while I'll say things sometimes and I'll be like, this is like, uh, it's kind of makes me sound like I'm a really optimistic dude. <laughs> like I feel, I almost feel like if somebody's like, he seems a little peppy, but he looks like not a peppy dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you sound a little peppy and it's funny because like I'm not an optimistic, I use optimism as a tool to reframe, mm -hmm. not my existence. Like, because yeah. sometimes shit sucks. Yeah. Sometimes things just sucks and there's no way around it. Like this is, this, this fucking sucks. And when my dog passed away, it was like, at least I got to have the time with him, mm -hmm. but also this fucking sucks because I don't get to make new memories with my dog. Mm -hmm. But using it as like, uh, as, as a tool to kind of help reframe has helped a ton because, and I know people including myself who, had that, especially guys, especially guys. Again, I don't know. Probably maybe women too. I just don't. I don't have that lens. Yeah. You rolled your eyes like I don't. No, like, I didn't. No, no. I'm just. <laughs> that was women. Just my, that's my thinking face. <laughs> Dude, her thinking face. Both of us I have a bad thinking face. I thought you to go. Oh, well, <laughs> but at least you know. Like now, it's like okay, you're thinking, not rolling your eyes. Like, no, I'm not rolling your eyes. Are you like, oh, oh gosh, <laughs> women? <laughs> God, these women. He's taking women. No. <laughs> But guys have trouble, um, like not using, not talking to each other, not talking to themselves. Like guys would talk to them when they were younger, like stop being a bitch. Like, why are you crying? Yeah. Don't be a pussy. And then saying that to yourself and it's like, wait a second, but I'm not a bitch. I have all these examples of me not being a bitch Yes. and I'm going to reframe that. Okay. But I'm not going to walk around like this, like pe I'm not peppy that, that that's more energy, like faking that like all the time. And I, that was a balance for me because I swung from one side of the pendulum of being just like completely hard nosed in everything I did to swinging with the shrooms and the rogue to yeah. being too empathetic and a little soft. And I was like, I do not like that. We'll swing it back until we find a happy medium. Yeah. Now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of these like, 
a lot of these tool, a lot of these reframing tools are like the, the cookie jar one. Like I love these, I love having these available, but I, nobody told me about these until like, I wanna say, I mean, maybe like five years ago, I, I'll say is when I started paying attention, is when shit started to get a little bit, like there was a lot of friction happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that there's a lot of these now. I think, you know, social media, like you guys probably, you don't know a time before social media, do you? I remember like it? being three and five. I remember Instagram when it first came out and it was like, this is fucking, I do remember time before social media, before Instagram for sure. Yeah. yeah. Before yeah. we had phones, I guess. Yeah. We had a phone. My I, first I thing was that. an iPad one. It was a brick. Oh, yeah. I, you could kill, it was. No oh, camera. I remember that. that thing <laughs> I remember was, stealing it. He used to get yeah, so mad at me. With like a song, four or five pounds. I wanted to play like, Flappy Bird. The, it didn't have a camera, but the iPhones, I reckon were on their third camera and yeah. the iPad one didn't have a camera. Yeah. yeah. And then we had a little like the old iPod where it's like, oh, I can have Oh, I had the iPod. I did have the Nano. The Nano and like. With the music. I oh, had one yeah, of those. Yeah. It was I remember pink. having like, uh, like I used to watch Scooby-Doo on a tape and we used to like. Yeah, the little, oh, I remember those, shit. the little things you had to plug, not yeah. plug in, and put in the little thing close. Yeah. And yeah. We, I love this. A VCR. Yeah, yeah. that. We, I love this right now. This is making my day right now. And we also had like the we also used CDs before there was like Netflix. Yeah, That's not well, CDs are really short lived. I feel like like it yeah. was it was tapes for a while. CDs kind of came and then said and then it was like boom everything. Yeah. All right, now Nano and all this now, shit. No, yeah, it did, but you have to like load fun. it onto the Nano too. Like you oh, didn't from iTunes. Yeah, yeah you have yeah, to get yeah. on your computer and then plug it in and then transfer it over and all. I never learned shit. how to do that. I would just give it to you. I was nerdy. I never shit. learned. I'd, oh, dude. He, he had his whole like computer, like a little, oh he'd step God. in his room and like game, and I'd be like, I like Cameron. computers and shit. This uh, mocking tone that you have of like, whatever that voice changes to. <laughs> My mocking you got, tone? Yeah, like, it's, uh, what is it? You go, it computers and games. <laughs> it's such as how I imagine it'd be like, I'm gaming. Like, There's oh certain gosh. times where she talks and I want to punch her, but then, <laughs> then I just have to, I'll just say it sometimes. I'm like, Kate, I just want to like hit you right now. I don't do anything about it, but I just voice it. Just to, That's like, a sibling thing. It, oh, I'm yeah. telling you. I feel like everyone should kind of do that. We're like, you just, just say it. You don't well, have to internalize with Maddie. it. Maddie's right. she says oh things. I, I just want to take her little noggin and she's in here. Yeah, she's in my room. Hey, Maddie. Madeline McKenna. Come out here. Don't do it to her, Cameron. She's going to think oh, you I'm hate sorry. I'm Maddie mad. thinks Cameron hates her. All my siblings think I hate him. I don't, I don't think, think you hate me. You thought I hated you for four years. You didn't talk to me for four years. Maddie, are there ever oh, moments shit. where, like, you just want to hit me in the face? Yeah. Okay. Same. Yeah. <laughs> it just happens, man. Yeah. Like, it's a, like, right? Like, sometimes, like, I talk and you just want to shake my noggin. No, I I think yeah, well she beat the shit of you out of you as a kid. I didn't beat the shit of her. It's I locked her in a closet. Four years. <laughs> all these siblings are like, you didn't talk to me. No, Cameron. Uh, again, I have a chance to bring it up. I will. For four years of my existence, Cameron yeah. did not say a single word to me. Not one. He grunted at me. He said, mm, mm. wouldn't talk to me for four years of my existence. Yeah. Well, I just didn't like myself. Oh damn. That's <laughs> No, I mean, I know the His answer reaction, now. Holy uh, shit, goes, oh. I know the answer. That's the answer. Uh, this reaction was the funniest uh, Because the way that she framed it, it was almost like, well, why would you do that to her? And I was pretty to be like, why did you do that? And you're like, I like myself. Like, it's like, well, okay, you're the, you're, okay, damn. That's tough. That's tough. I'm, I'm that's aware. No, I'm aware of it. It's one of those things where, like, you, I had to reflect a lot and figure out what was going on. And, like, you know, I was a little overweight and then, like, all kinds of shit. And, like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I called, called you fat. fat. I but I was a sister. What else am I supposed to do? No. But <laughs> I don't do it anymore, obviously. When I was a little kid, I would, because like we would all right. team up against, because you would grunt at us, and then we were like, fuck you. 
you're yeah. fat. <laughs> like, and, and then they they probably never thought that saying "fuck you, you're fat" made me. Oh, we didn't say "fuck you." I was like three. Well, uh, yeah, right. It's yeah. That's. Uh, I've the... apologized so many times. I feel bad for it. I'm really sorry. There it is. It's fucked up, but that's why we have the handshake now. Mm. Oh God. There it Healing is. Trauma handshake. <laughs> <laughs> the trauma handshake. That's the trauma. That is the trauma. <laughs> it looks traumatizing. Do, do you do you have a lot of siblings? So I have, I'm the baby of three older oh, okay. sisters. I have three older sisters. Nice. That's why you're, you're, How are guy, your sisters. That's why. That's why what? That's why you can like process your emotions and have like emotions because you oh, have sisters. I, I was, uh, no, I wasn't. Oh no. I He's was, like, this is a recent thing. So, oh, well, I actually don't talk to them. Right oh, now. that mm. might take it back. But that's, no, 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 it's okay. We're just, uh, I'm taking a little break from, from them. I cut my dad off and everything. Oh, uh, okay. Um, just, uh. Trying to uh, the one thing that that my dad got kicked out of his house when he was fourteen and he was on his own, so he, he never like he was he was in the army like a like just a just like kind of a man's man um, type of guy, but he or whatever that is, but he um, wasn't like here's here's your emotions are good. He was like he was someone where like boys don't cry, very much militant. Like yeah, if you if, if you you have to be damn near dead to go to the hospital, and these are all things that like now it's like. He didn't know what he was doing, but there was a time when it's like you, I felt like I could do anything, but not because of the nurturing side. I felt like I could do anything because doing anything was better than like being isolated and having to think about the circumstances of us being like dirt poor yeah. and those things. I always make the joke that like, <clears throat> like during Christmas, like other kids were getting like, like action figures and those toys and like we were like we would get a bottle of ranch salad dressing nice like we were like fuck yeah dude we're gonna have ranch with yes. our food it's gonna be awesome people are like i got the blue power ranger i'm like i got that blue cheese hidden valley <laughs> son yeah here we go um, but no so our my sister and i we all like experienced a lot of like an environment that wasn't very nurturing and everybody yeah. developed their own way to navigate that some of my yeah. some of my sisters are like really hard-nosed some of them used um, like more just being cool, being like the cool person, like hanging out with the cool, like, you know, everybody has their different ways of navigating it. And mine was always like sports and athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so like after, after we didn't have that to bond together, we all kind of like went our separate ways. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't really, I'm kind of like, my dad did this thing where he would put the fear, like we call it the fear into us. Of yeah. You have to get married. You have to have kids. You have to start a family mm-hmm. and, or, or life's going to suck. And when you realize you don't want that, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck. Now I have this voice always in my head going, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do acting and stand-up comedy. You have this voice going, are you sure? That's not stable. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things. And so you're just like, damn, dude, I need to separate myself from that. And only If only to be able to come back to it with um, boundaries set up. You know yep. what I mean? So, yep. yeah. And if they can respect those yeah. boundaries. If they can respect Which those boundaries. Most of the times parents don't because they think like, Oh, I'm the parent. You're the kid. Still, they yeah. don't think it's like now we're two adults, right? Talking to each the, other. The best way I've right. learned to like, what's what's the quote? It's like it, you can't hate someone when you're right next to them. Like, it, if yeah. some if you see yourself as everyone else and everyone else as you, can you're like, you gotta you gotta skirt. I gotta go. Oh uh, yeah. What do you have to do? Dress shopping, or your lashes? Uh, my eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Austin scheduled me and I just like I don't want to cancel on him and be rude. The amount of money this girl puts into her face is astronomical. <laughs> the lips, the eyes, the hair. 
the tanning. The t- she's the like, lashes. there's more. All right, we'll, we'll do the outro at least. Wait, I mean, you guys can finish up. Well, that was, we'll just, it's all through, it's all, it's all of us. That's okay, sorry. It's fine. We feel bad. This has yeah. been a great conversation. Yeah, yeah I actually really good. enjoyed this. No, this yeah. good shit. Okay. Anyways, yeah. uh, thank you for listening. My toe is broken. That's all. <laughs> She's going to get her lashes done. It's eyebrows. Yeah. Cameron, eyebrows for the 10th time. Your, your fucking butt cheeks. Got to get injections. <laughs> I don't get ass injections. All right, bye. Yet. <laughs>